I said just a minute ago that God wants to have a relationship with you. And that's what this covenant is all about. That's why we remember and we take communion. So that we can begin and to have and to have refreshed in us this relationship with God. God desires to have a relationship with you personally. Not just you in terms of the collective universal you, but you in an individual personal basis. God wants to have a relationship with you. Hebrews 11 verse 6 says this, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. Who's him? He's talking about God. Without faith, it is impossible to please him for he who comes to God must believe that he is, that God exists, and that God is a rewarder of those who seek him. In other words, we need to first believe that God exists, and number two, that he cares about you, and he cares about me. God cares about you, and he cares about me. Most people don't have a problem believing that God exists. Now, there are many who do, and they have uh, legitimate claims and concerns and questions, and we want to seek those and find those help answer them and keep pointing people to Jesus. By and large, though, people are typically accepting of the fact that God, there is a deity, there is sovereign, he exists. But most people have a hard time grabbing a hold of the reality and the truth that God cares about them. Cares enough to respond when they pray and seek him. And at the core of both of these questions, God existing and God caring, is this thing that is required. It is kind of a prerequisite. It is called faith. Faith works. And today we're beginning a brand new series entitled Faith Works. Would you turn to your neighbor and tell them, faith works. Hey, let's, let's, let's begin in prayer, if you don't mind, and then we're going to jump, jump right in. Father... We thank you today that you are here with us. You're speaking to us. You're showing some things to us, God. I know that you are moving in this space today. And so, Lord, over the next few minutes, we ask that you would give us eyes to see, give us ears to hear, and allow our hearts to be fully ready and receptive, God, to what you would want to say to us personally today. We thank you for it in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Faith works. In this series, I want to help us grab a hold of and to see how faith works in a cycle. There is a cycle of faith, there is a process of faith and with faith. There, is, there are some things that happen in sequence for faith to really come alive. If we're gonna live out what Hebrews says, if we're gonna please God with faith, if we're gonna believe that he exists, if we're gonna believe him to respond when we pray, when we call on him, if we're gonna do that, there is a cycle, step one, step two, step three, step four, step five of faith, and it's, it's a continual cycle, and, it, and, and it's kind of the outline for the next five Sundays together, uh, and, and the, it's really simple. Faith hears, faith believes, Faith speaks, faith acts, and faith rests. That's the cycle of how faith works in our lives. And today, I want to bring a message to you entitled, Faith Hears. 
faith hears. It's the first part. It's the first bit. It's, it's the initiator of how faith begins to be activated and working in our lives. All of the relationships, all of the things in life, all of the goodness of God, all of his promises, everything in the kingdom of God is accessed through your personal faith. And so it's really important that we understand how this is because there are so many people who have said, well, I've tried faith and it didn't work for me. Or they, they, they go through life and feeling a little frustrated because what they thought was God's plan ended up not being God's plan. And, and you get caught in the gap of expectation and disappointment. And somewhere in there, we're wondering what isn't working. And, and there are many people when they look at their life, when they look at, at their relationships, when they look at their financial outlook, when they're walking through this whole parenting thing, they're looking at it and they're trying to do it God's way, but they're like, something isn't working. Something isn't working. Faith does work when we work it the right way. And I wanna walk through this cycle and it's not to try and oversimplify. Uh, it's not to try and... Um, limit this. I think that as we walk through these, these five weeks, I believe that God is going to develop in you personally a robust, strong, no matter what, come hell or high water, faith still remains in your life so that no matter what life circumstances are, you're able to say with great confidence and a smile on your face, it's well with my soul. And that's what we want to get into this week. Uh, Romans chapter 10, verse 17. I, I, I'd love for you to, to look this one up. If you've got a, the, the version Bible app on your phone, you can uh, open it up and find Romans chapter uh, 10. And uh, if you want to follow along with our notes uh, and follow along with the outline, you can find those in the event section of that app. But uh, many of you have uh, printed paper and printed Bible. And so we're going to jump right in. Romans chapter 10, and I hope you'll take some notes this morning. I'm going to kind of roll through some things here in the beginning of our time together so that there are some things at the end that uh, I cannot wait to share with you that the Lord has just been dropping in my heart uh, over the last two weeks, some fresh things that in the last uh, 33 years of being a Jesus follower who can read and study the Bible, I have never seen this in scripture before and I can't wait to share it with you a little bit later on. And it's gonna be, uh, I think, really helpful for you. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Here, check out these words that the apostle Paul wrote. He said this, so then faith comes. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 12 that he has dealt a measure of faith to every person, not just every believer. Every human being has within them a seedling, a measure, a, a bit of faith that's been deposited inside of you. In other words, Inside of you, you have the ability to believe in God. It's in you. It's a choice that you can make. It is a, in other words, faith exists on the inside of you. Whether you've activated that faith or not, it's still in you. Because he's deposited in every person a measure of faith. Now, you might sit back around and say, well, I, gotta, I got the short end of that measuring stick. 
right? Like I, I got like a quarter of a teaspoon. Other people are getting like five cups worth. What's going on? Where's my, no, 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 no. I believe we are all dealt the same measure to start with. Some people have just learned how to help their measure increase. You can grow your faith. You can grow your faith. God wants you to grow your faith. And Romans 10 uh, tells us that faith comes by hearing God's word. When we hear and we hear God's word, that's when faith comes. We bring more faith in. Every time we hear God's word, we're bringing more faith in. Every time you're sitting here on Sunday and you're hearing the message being taught, God's word being read, what is that? You're pulling in faith into you. You're receiving more faith. Scripture helps our faith to grow strong. God's word helps your faith to begin to develop. It helps your, your faith to grow strong. Scripture makes your faith stronger. It makes your faith stronger. Now, to illustrate this, I was trying to think of a great way to illustrate this to help you really get a hold of it because believe it or not, I said it a minute ago, we've all been dealt the same measure to start with it's the amount of scripture and other things that we do in our lives to build and increase our faith that really distinguishes and makes some difference in our lives. But we're all dealt the same measure of faith. And, and I wanted to show you my, my doppelganger. You know what a doppelganger is? Somebody who looks exactly like you and has so much likeness of you that it's unmistakable. It's like, oh, yeah, 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 man, I, I, thought, I, saw, I thought I was seeing double. But it wasn't. I want to show you a picture of my, my doppelganger here. Uh, this gentleman looks a lot, lot like me. Do we have that, that picture, guys? Uh, there he is. <laughs> Kareem Hunt, right there, running back of your Kansas City Chiefs, right there. Now, it's true, I'm adopting the Kansas City Chiefs as my AFC football team this year. Officially cheering for the Chiefs against AFC opponents and anybody in the NFC South so that my Carolina Panthers can make it to the Super Bowl and win this year. But I, I, I'm pulling for the Chiefs. This is Kareem Hunt. And uh, you guys are laughing because you don't really think he looks like me. But we are more alike than what you think. Like, for instance, he's got really cool hair. I also have really cool Hair. He looks really, really great in red, doesn't he? And according to my wife, I look pretty good in red too. He has, he has great athleticism. He can make guys miss on the field all the time. I make guys miss on the field all the time in Madden Football 19. On that Xbox controller, I will make you look like a fool. He has an amazing last name. His last name is Hunt. My last name is Hunt. It's like destiny. But here's where it really, here's where the similarities, man, this, this really is obvious. He has the same amount of muscles as I do. Oh, you don't believe me? He was born with the same number of muscles that I was born with in my body. To this day, he still has the same number of muscles in his body that I have in my body. His are maybe more developed. I mean, but what's that? His muscles and my muscles are the same in number. Friends, my faith and your faith started in the same place. 
People around you, they have faith and we're all at different points in our life. The question is, are you doing what is disciplined, what is necessary to feed your faith or are you feeding something else? You have to do something to grow your faith and scripture helps our faith Grows. It's like the vitamins and the supplements that you need to stay strong in this life. To stay strong in this life. It's the, the ad, added on things that help us to grow in our life. Now, Scripture helps our faith grow strong, but, but Scripture does something amazing too. Scripture helps to distinguish between our preferences and God's purposes. See, when you have faith for your preferences, you'll find that your faith will falter often. What we want to have is faith for God's promises because his word never comes back empty or void in our lives, Isaiah tells us. So we want to have faith for the right things. We want to have faith for God's purposes. We want to have faith for those things, not for our preferences. And God's word brings the distinguishing factor to help us discern, is that my opinion? Is that my preference? Or is that God's promise? Is that God's purpose? It distinguishes. Hebrews 4 verse 12 says, for the word of God is alive. Everybody say alive. It's active. It says it's sharper than a double-sided or a double-edged sword. And it pierces. It cuts through. It separates between what is soul and spirit, what is the joint and what is the marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes and the intents of our heart. In other words, when you read God's word, when you get into the scripture, it helps you to distinguish between what is your own doing and what is God's doing. What you're striving for and what God wants you to strive for. What you're trying to strengthen and what God says you need to strengthen, right? The sword, the word of God, it's alive, it's active. His very life, the ruach, the breath, the life of God is breathed and airlocked with every page that you open, with every bit that you scroll and click over. The spirit of God is literally airlocked within those words. So as you're reading them, it's like... Oh, the breath and the life of God, the breath and the life of God. And it's, you're breathing it in, you're, you're intaking the spirit of God with every scripture that you read. And the more scripture that you read, the easier you can distinguish between, is this a good idea or is this a God idea? Because most of us aren't trying to live our lives figuring out right from wrong. We got a good grasp on what's right and what's wrong. Now, there are some of us, we're still figuring some of that out. And there's some areas in our life where it feels gray and we haven't really submitted every component of our life to Jesus. And we're still living based on our preference versus his purpose and his passion and his promises. But the word of God helps to distinguish and separate out those things so that you know what to have faith for and what to not activate your faith for where you can put your energy and where you shouldn't put your energy. God's scripture helps to distinguish and separate out those things. God's word, when we hear God's word, it grows, it increases, it breathes his life of faith into our hearts and into our spirits. And if faith is gonna work in our life, 
we have to first start hearing faith in our ears. We have to start hearing it in our, in our hearts. Scripture trains our ear to hear the voice of the Father. You could say Scripture helps train our ears for the voice of faith. Scripture helps to train our ears so that we can hear the Father's voice. There is nothing that will build your faith more than when you hear God speak to you personally. Nothing. And for some of you, that's like, man, you're right there with me. You're like, amen. And for some of you, you're like, shoot. I've never heard God speak ever. I bet you, you probably have. You just don't know it. God is always speaking to his people. We're just not always really good listeners. Some of us can't recognize the voice of the Father because we haven't spent enough time in Scripture to help us understand what his voice sounds like. If you want to hear God's voice, you have to read his word. His voice will never say anything that contradicts what his word says. The spoken word of God, when the Holy Spirit of God speaks to you, it will always line up, confirmed by, and be a part of, and bear witness with God's written word. God's written word. Now, there are, there are two Greek words in the New Testament for the word that we read as, well, word. And here in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, we see that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. There, there are two words, I told you, in the original language that in the New Testament, when you see uh, W-O-R-D, word, when you see that, when you see that word, <laughs> it's one of these two Greek words. Are you tracking? Am I using up all my words on you today? The first is the word logos or logos. And that refers to the word that has been written. When you read something written, that is the logos word. It's the written word. But there's a second one. The second one is called rhema. R-H-E-M-A, rhema. The rhema word of God is that which has been spoken or revealed to your heart. It's the word that you have illuminated. Something happens inside your heart. There's something that, that leaps. There's something that's prompted. There's something that's stirred. There's something that like, Man, I think I'm hearing something different. It's, it's like all of a sudden you're reading, 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 and the light bulb goes off. Or when you're reading and you're understanding and you're hearing something, and all of a sudden it's like you have understanding, you have revelation. It's the aha moment of God's word. Here in Romans chapter 10, 
The Greek word that is used, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It's faith comes by hearing and hearing by the rhema, the spoken, the revealed word of God. Faith comes by hearing. I wonder what else comes by hearing. Have you ever heard something and then were discouraged? So discouragement comes by hearing. I think fear comes by hearing. Understanding comes by hearing. Lies come by hearing. Deception comes by hearing. Hope comes from hearing. Insecurities come from hearing. Doubt comes from hearing. Arrogance. So much of our life comes from what we hear. I guess the question we need to ask ourselves is what are we listening to? What are we listening to? Let me back it up a, a little bit. Most of us have no problem hearing something in our own mind and running with it. Right? I'm watching TV. I hear a commercial for a burger. I want to go buy a burger. We hear, oh, I think that's a great idea. We're sitting at home. We're laying in bed. We start hearing worry thoughts. That's not going to work out the way you want it to. You're going to lose sight of this. You're going to lose this. All of a sudden, worry starts to show up because we're hearing things in our own minds, in our own hearts. We're hearing it, and now that's where we're going, right? And it starts to grow. What you listen to will help you in your growth. That's why it's so important to spend time praying, so important to listen to worship music, listen to the things that speak the truth of who God is. I'm not trying to tell you not to listen to any, to only listen to worship music. I, I think that's, I don't think that that's really biblical, to be honest, but that's for another subject on another day, and we'll get to it one time. But let me just say, if you want your faith to grow, you need to listen to more voices of faith, because faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing, and when we are in certain components, there are, there's certain contexts where we hear God more frequently. If we want to hear God and we want to have faith built from what we hear, there's, there are really uh, about five different contexts that I really believe that we can hear God speak to us in a personal, powerful, faith-building kind of a way. He, he, let, me, let me give them to you semi-quickly. I think God's voice is often heard through Scripture. We've covered that one pretty well, I think. God's word is his word, Right? So God speaks to us through scripture. He speaks to us through people. This last week, I was having coffee with somebody and uh, they were sharing some things and we were just talking and, and he asked me how he could be praying uh, specifically or if he could do anything for me. And I just kind of shared something that was kind of going on in my heart, something I've been praying about. And he's like, absolutely, I'm gonna be praying. And then he just shared one thing. He shared one truth with me, a perspective and the minute he started sharing that perspective, peace filled my entire heart. 
It was exactly what I needed to hear. In that moment, it just brought peace to my heart. That didn't only happen one time this week. That happened at least two or three times this week in course of conversation with people. Now, they didn't stand up and say, I have a prophetic word for you, pastor, right? Like, it wasn't weird. It was in the context of a conversation. They dropped something into the conversation that they felt God was prompting them to say, and I heard the voice of God through the words that were coming out of their mouth, and it resonated in my heart and spirit, and it brought a sense of peace to something that I was in tension with in my life. God wants to speak through people. God will speak to you through prompts. What do we mean by prompts? The, the biblical term is inner witness. It's when the, when the Holy Spirit begins to do something in you. There's a verse in Acts where it says, it seemed good to us and the Holy Spirit to set aside Paul and Barnabas for the work of the ministry. It just seemed good. In other words, sometimes inside of you, when the Holy Spirit is speaking, it just is your seamer that's unaware. That this starts to be, it's like your spidey senses. All of a sudden, it's just like, then this seems like this is the right, this seems like what God is saying. This seems like what, what I think he's trying to get my attention with. This just seems good. This seems like this is God's leading. This seems like it's the right thing. It's, it's one of those things. It just, the prompts inside of us. Sometimes you feel prompted to pray with somebody in the supermarket. You might feel prompted to do something for a neighbor. You might feel this inkling or this ink, uh, this. This idea comes up on the inside of your heart and in your mind to say, you know, I need to text somebody and see how they're doing. What is it? That's the Holy Spirit speaking to you to do something. It's his voice. And nothing will build your faith faster than when you obey the voice that you hear and you see the results that God produces. Nothing, nothing. When you step out in faith and say, this is what I sense God's saying, and all of a sudden God shows up and that is exactly what he's saying, it just builds your faith. It builds your faith. Scripture, people, prompts, pictures. You will hear God speak to you through pictures. That's God's voice. That's God trying to speak to you. When my wife and I were praying about moving here and becoming uh, the lead pastors here at Faith Church uh, a couple years ago, she was in some time praying. We were just praying over the church and praying over the community and praying, God, what do you have for us? Just trying to hear God's voice because it's kind of a big thing to move across country. Just saying. Takes a little bit of faith. And I'm thankful that faith works. <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't be standing here today and as she was praying, it was like God dropped a picture. And what she saw was like our building was this huge beacon of light that was radiating like a lighthouse, drawing people in to this place from miles and miles beyond its location, believing that people would see this light and know that that is a safe place for them to be. We weren't here yet. We hadn't cast vision for anything yet. I hadn't even begun to tell her that I wanted this place, that I sensed God was saying that this was a place that people could belong, that it was a safe place for them to figure out faith. They may not believe everything like I believe just yet, but this would be a safe place for them to come, be refreshed, have their faith built, and where faith would be brought 
to life. I didn't tell her any of those things, but the Holy Spirit started speaking to her and she saw a picture. Why? Because God speaks to you through pictures. That's one of the way he speaks to you. And when you see something in your heart, in your mind, it's, and you know there's a peace that accompanies it, and you know it's the Lord. And here's the last way. Seasons. God's voice is often carried to you in the midst of seasons. Seasons of opportunity. Seasons of pain. God speaks to you in those seasons, through those seasons, in the good and the bad. He's speaking to us. Are we hearing it? Faith hears. Faith hears. Each and every one of these that I just listed work in connection with each other. And all of them are confirmed by God's word. If you see a picture and you can't back it up with scripture, probably wasn't God. Or you need to wait a little bit longer for God to reveal a little bit more to help you. Most of the time, God will use two, three of these vehicles of communication to speak something to you. There's confirmation that takes place. And it always is found in scripture. Always, always found in scripture. Last Sunday after service, there was a lady in our church who came to me and she handed me this offering envelope and it was empty. Uh, so I had to get over that and no, I'm just kidding. Uh, she brought me this because it was the piece of paper that she had to, to write down something on because God was starting to speak. She was hearing God say some things, but God didn't just use words. God was using pictures. God was using some promptings. God was uh, using some words, some things that he spoke, and they all confirmed with what God's word says. And she did something really, really mature, uh, which was she didn't just assume that it was right and from God. She acted humbly with the information that she thought God was hearing and was just submitting it to see if this is indeed God or is it not. Here's, here's what it says. In worship, she saw an open heaven and it was like a sky above our building, like a vortex began to swirl above our church. And then she heard the words praise and worship, prayer and fasting and corporate. And then she saw a gigantic jar above the building begin to pour out a wide stream of oil into the church and into this building. And then the next thing was that she noticed that it was all running over. She was prompted to give this to me. She saw a picture. She heard some things. This week, as I've been praying over this and I really do believe that that indeed bears witness. It's confirmed in my heart that that is a word from God for our church. I believe that in this next season, we are going to see God's spirit poured out in and among us. We talked about it last week. We wanna be jars that pour out 
so that we can bring it back and God can pour in so that we can go pour out and then we bring it back and God can pour in. Faith hears. Faith Church, are you, are you hearing me today? Are you hearing the Holy Spirit speak to you today? Are you hearing this? Are you hearing this? Faith hears. Some of you are like, Pastor, that's great. I'd love to see pictures and I'd love to hear some things, but I've, I've never, never had that happen. Never had that happen. Can, can I give you some, some practical things to help you learn to hear God's voice? Would that be okay? Would that be helpful for some of you? No? All right, well, let's pray. We'll close out. Sir, let me share with you some things. Four S's to hearing God's voice. And I'm actually gonna give you a bonus fifth one. But four, let's start with these. Number one, how do you hear God? How do you get in a place where you can personally hear God speak to you? Because we want faith to grow, we want faith to work, and it starts with faith, with hearing some things. Here's, here it comes. Number one, silence the environment around you. Silence it. When I want to hear God, I put headphones in because I don't want to hear anything. I want to silence the environment around me. If you want to hear God, start with silencing the environment around you. Number two, speak to God. Silence the environment, then speak to God. What do you say to God? I would encourage you to ask God to speak to you. It's a conversation. So start the conversation. God, would you speak to me today? Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. And then, third, slow down your breathing and listen. I didn't say stop breathing. We ain't got that kind of faith. Slow it down. Deep breath. Slow it down. Because some of us move so fast and God is patient and he will wait on you to stop what you're doing so you can hear what he's saying. Silence the environment. Speak to God. Slow down your breathing. Number four, scribble Whatever you hear or see, just write it down. Lighthouse, write it down. I heard the word power, write it down. I heard love, write it down. It was a scripture, write it down. Just scribble it down. Scribble it down. Because I've found that sometimes God will give you a complete thing in one moment, but oftentimes he won't finish his thought until you come back later. Why? Because God isn't really interested in just telling you things to do. He's interested in a relationship that keeps going. Just one of the ways he draws us in again and again, and he tends to, to put things together. There's sometimes he'll, he'll say a lot of things. Scribble it down, scribble it down, scribble it down. And then here's the fifth bonus thing, right? Submit it with humility. I mentioned that a minute ago that, that the, the lady who had heard and seen these things, she heard them, right? She paid attention. She scribbled them down 
And then she submitted them to me, recognizing that that the authority in this place, that as the pastor and the leader of this congregation, that it would be important for me to see these things, to hear these things, to discern, is this God or is it not God? That's important. Because we don't want to hear stuff as a group to lead us in a way that isn't from God. It's biblical. It's right. This week, the Lord was speaking some things to me for somebody else. And so I sent him a video and I said, hey, I just have been sensing this as I've been praying for you. This just seems like this might be from the Lord. Listen to it. If it's not from God, just give me grace because I miss it sometimes and just, just throw it off to the side. That's okay. But if it is from God, let me know that too because I just want to know that if, if, this is God, if God's speaking to you, right? I didn't say, hey, this is what God is saying. Listen up. That's, no, 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 no. We submit those things. In a corporate gathering like this, it's often God wants to speak to us and he wants to speak to you for somebody else. You might be in worship or I'm here and you're jotting something down. The Lord says, hey, you need to share this with so-and-so and you need to jot that down and then go find them and say, hey, I just sense this was maybe what God, I just wanna submit this to you. And you can, yeah, this is from God or no, it's not. That's all right. Our job is to be obedient to the voice of God, not to control the outcome of our actions. We've, we've got to hear, hear from God. And we want to submit those things and give them out. Listen, sometimes what you hear, it won't be right. That's okay. The Bible says we see through a glass dimly. We, we don't see everything. We only know a little bit. But if the Holy Spirit is speaking something to you, it's important that you would listen, that you would write it down, and when necessary, submit it to somebody else for them to judge and help discern. I think that's from God. Some of you, you're gonna start to do this this week and you're gonna text a friend or a connect group leader or someone else and say, hey, I think I heard this. Does this sound right? Does this sound like God saying? And you're just gonna submit and let them confirm or not? Yeah, the Bible says this or no, that must've been bad pizza. But man, I'm so glad that you are, you're, you're working on this. God's big enough to handle our misinterpretations of what he's saying. He's big enough. You wanna know the safest place in the world to practice and to have these kind of relationships? Connect groups. Safest place in the world. When you gather with other believers, as you start reading scripture and be like, I think this is what the scripture's saying. I think this is what I'm hearing. Safest place in the world is to be with people who love God and wanna grow with you. You can sign up for a connect group today. They all kick off next Sunday. If you are not in a connect group, hear the word of the Lord. <laughs> Get thoueth intoeth a connecteth groupeth. Thus saith the pastoreth. Do it. Get in one. Develop relationships and grow your faith. Safest place in the world to begin to hear and discern and recognize. Why? Because we talk about the scriptures. And when you read the scripture, it grows your faith. And when you read the scriptures, it helps you discern what is you and what is actually the spirit of God in you. And it helps you discover what it is that God's voice actually sounds like. Why? Because faith comes by hearing. But it, it's not just hearing the Bible. It's not that faith isn't 
Your faith can be fed by the Bible. It's that supplement, that nutrient that you need. But that's not where faith comes from. This is what the Lord dropped in my heart. I'd never seen this before. Never put this together. Faith comes by hearing. Comma. Hearing comes by the word of God. Faith doesn't initiate just from scripture. Faith comes from God's whisper. It doesn't come from the knowledge that you consume. It comes from the intimate voice of the Holy Spirit that you hear whisper. Faith comes by hearing God speak to you. Pastor, I'm not sure about that. Let's rewind back to Genesis in the garden. Adam and Eve didn't have a Bible to go by. They walked and they talked with God each and every day. Had conversation face to face with God in this garden in an area that God said was perfect. And he says, you can eat from any tree that you want except for one tree. Don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Don't eat from the tree that will help you learn and discover what good and evil is. Hear me. We were not designed or created to be governed by living according to the difference of good versus evil. We were designed to be governed by the voice of God. See, before they ever ate that fruit, how did they know what to do? What was life like? What was the point? Where, what did they listen? It was God's, God's voice that they heard. When we get to heaven, we are going to have real interaction once again with God in the person. When Jesus died on the cross and, and his sin, he took sin and sickness and it all was there. The Bible says there was a huge earthquake the minute he died and gave up his spirit. And the Bible says the veil in the temple was torn in two, ripping it, which was at all times the division between where God's spirit was and as far as people could get. And only one person could get that close. And only one person could get that close once a year. And if he wasn't perfect in his own life, he would die on the spot. And God says, in this moment, I'm ripping apart this veil. The division between God and man will no longer be, and my spirit will now live in the temple. Which temple? This temple. And the spirit of God now wants to live on the inside of you and on the inside of me. Why do we need the spirit of God? Because we need to hear a voice, like Isaiah says, inside me saying, this is the way, walk ye in it. We were designed and created to be governed, directed, inspired, live according to God's voice, not the knowledge of good and evil. Don't miss this, don't miss this. When the serpent came and he started to speak some things to him, and he says, that's not really what God 
said? Did God really say that if you eat this fruit, you're really gonna die? I mean, is God really gonna kill you? I mean, is that really? And the Bible says, when they saw, when they saw that the fruit would make them wise, they took and they ate. And immediately their eyes were opened. They realized that they were naked and ashamed and guilt and remorse entered into the world system. The Apostle Paul writes to us in the New Testament and he says, the just, they'll live by faith. For we walk by faith, not by And they decided to have their own knowledge of what is good and evil. I will now govern my own life. I no longer need the voice of God to tell me what is right, what is wrong, what is good, what is pleasing, what is perfect, his will is. I'm going to decide on my own what is right and what is wrong. And we traded the voice of God for our own knowledge and understanding. But if we want faith to work, Faith first hears. Faith comes by hearing. And if you want to get good at hearing God speak, hear God's word. Get in the scripture. God's scripture, the scripture helps you learn, know, and recognize God's voice. Would you stand with me? We're gonna pray in just a minute. I said earlier that God's greatest desire is to have a relationship with you personally. There is not a single relationship in your life right now that did not begin where that person did not begin as a stranger to you. With the exception, perhaps, of your birth mother, every other human relationship, the first time you met them, they were a stranger to you. Relationship grows through conversation, talking and listening. God wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to draw you close in an intimate way. He wants to speak to you personally. It took me a little while to recognize the voice of my wife when she called. It took some time to hear and know, oh, that's, that's my wife. I know, I just know it's her. I just know it's her. We have an intimate connection and I know it's her. That didn't happen overnight, friends. You're not gonna wake up tomorrow and have some supernatural experience where all of a sudden you automatically know what God's voice sounds like every single time. It's going to take some time. It's going to take time to listen. It's going to take time to grow, to go closer to him. God wants you to come close. He wants to embrace you, and he wants to speak to you. With your heads bowed and your eyes closed, here's the question that I felt the Holy Spirit 
prompt me this morning in my prayer time. God is crazy about you. He's pursuing you with reckless abandon and he wants to draw you close to him so he can speak some things because faith hears and he needs you to have faith in your life. He needs you to be able to stand when trials come and you need to stand in faith, but you're not gonna get faith unless you first start to hear from God. And God doesn't speak in loud voices. He speaks in soft, still, quiet voices, which means you've gotta get close to him. You gotta get close to him. God is waiting to embrace you and bring you close. But here's what I felt like the Lord was saying. Some of us, have our arms full of other stuff that we feel is the most important. And we have, if we are going to give God a hug, if we're going to embrace Christ, we have to drop the stuff. And that's a Christian polite way of saying it. We have to drop the stuff so that you can embrace God. And when you embrace God fully with an abandoned heart and an abandoned life, he says, I'm going to start speaking to you in new ways. You're going to start hearing my voice. I'm going to start speaking some things and faith will begin to be built. The cycle of faith will begin when you hear God speak to you. If you know that's you and the Lord has already begun to reveal some things to you that you know you need to drop out of your life, there's something that you need to abandon. Maybe it's an attitude, maybe it's perspective, maybe it's a habit, maybe it's control in an area of your life, maybe it's an addiction, maybe it's a secret sin, maybe it's hatred that you need to let go of, maybe it's offense, whatever it is that you need to drop out of your heart. If you know you need to let go of something to embrace the love and the intimacy of a father, would you just put both hands up in the air and and say, God, I surrender. I'm dropping it. Hands are going everywhere. Go ahead, right where you're at. You begin to tell God, God, I drop this. I surrender this. I let go. I abandon this right now, God. And I draw close to you. Some of you are trying to control outcomes that you have no business trying to control. You need to surrender and just say, God, I'm coming to you. I'm coming to you. I'm running to you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every hand that's surrendered, every heart that is open to you today. In this moment, God, I pray that they would feel your warm embrace. Lord, Philippians says that we can count everything as lost so that we can embrace Christ and be embraced by you. So God, today, you see our hearts. We're, we're dropping these things. We're pursuing you with reckless abandon and your reckless love is finding us in this moment. And so God, this week, as we seek you, as we silence the environment, as we speak to you, as we slow down and take a deep breath and we write down and scribble down the things, God, that we sent you saying to us, Lord, speak to us this week. We want to have a relationship with you. We want to be governed and led and directed by your voice, not our own knowledge of good or evil, but your voice. Jesus, speak to us this week. Thank you for embracing us. We thank you for it. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.